What's going on, everyone? I'm your host, JT. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Tom Brady recently retired. And everybody is talking about their favorite memories from Tom Brady's career. And when you think of Tom Brady, most people are going to say his six Super Bowls and the fantastic run that he had with the New England Patriots or even his Super Bowl win with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But do you know what I think when I think of Tom Brady and what made him the GOAT? I think about the intangibles. I was listening to former Minnesota Vikings general manager Rick Spillman. He does a podcast on CBS Sports and he was asked the question, you know, what is one of the most important things that is necessary for a young quarterback becoming successful in the NFL? And he said the most important thing is intangibles. Even if you're the most talented guy, if you don't have good leadership qualities, you don't show up on time, you're not committed, you don't put in the extra work outside of practice, you don't watch film, you're not going to succeed. Tom Brady, not only was he a very great football player, but this dude was very good at being a franchise quarterback. Everything that you wanted from a intangible standpoint out of your franchise quarterback, you received out of Tom Brady. Tom Brady worked super hard, super dedicated. This dude never appeared to practice late, never missed a meeting. He was always prepared. Another thing is that he was consistent. You knew what you were going to get out of Tom Brady week in and week out. You knew that you were going to have somebody who never was going to go into a game not prepared. He always was going to be somebody who was very quick at adjusting on the fly to what defenses were throwing at him. And even if Tom Brady had a not so great performance, you knew that when the game was on the line, with the ball in his hands, with two minutes left, Tom Brady was going to deliver more times than not. The small intangibles is something that I think many of us overlook when it comes to these great Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yes, all of them have their issues. Nobody's perfect, but us as human beings, we are not we're, we're not perfect. We all have mistakes, but there are a lot of things that are necessary for people to be successful, for people to get to the to the top of their field, their industry, their profession, they have to have certain qualities that separates them from the rest of the bunch. And you know what separated Tom Brady from his peers? People always ask, how was Tom Brady so more successful than Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, quarterbacks that we perceive to be more physically talented than Tom Brady, yet were unable to have success against him when it mattered the most? You want to know why? The difference between Tom Brady and those other quarterbacks was that Tom Brady was just better at the tangibles than those other quarterbacks. What he lacked in talent compared to those quarterbacks, he made up for in the intangibles department. And even though Tom Brady was never the best quarterback at anything, he was top five or really good at pretty much everything. Outside of his lack of mobility, there really wasn't anything that Tom Brady couldn't do. When I think of Tom Brady... The first thing that comes to my mind 
is that this is somebody who was super committed, super dedicated to the game. He was the ultimate team player. Once again, we go back to the intangibles. Let's talk about the guy who was willing to sacrifice not being the highest paid quarterback in the league just to win championships, just to allow the Patriots to have more money to spend to assembling a championship roster. You see, Tom Brady, him being the ultimate team player, is the reason why most fans get super frustrated with their star players when it comes to these contract negotiations because most fans want their best players who come to the table for new contracts to have the Tom Brady mentality, the team first mentality, which is something that is incredibly rare and not just the NFL, but in sports in general. You don't find a lot of great players at their position that are willing to take one for the team, that is willing to take less to see the team win. They want to win, but they want to get paid too. They want to get paid and they want to win a lot of championships. And it's just the team's responsibility to find a way to work around them getting paid so much. And yes, it is. To a certain extent, the team's responsibility to find ways to still be competitive and to find ways to still compete for championships with paying their best players top dollars. But at the same time, though, common sense will tell you that if you are paying your top players less than, you know, normal, you're going to have more money to have better talent at more positions, which is why a lot of young quarterbacks now are making it to the Super Bowl on the rookie deals because their teams have money to allocate to more positions versus just giving the majority of your cap to your quarterback. Quarterbacks take up a large chunk of the majority of the team's cap space. When you look at Tom Brady, him not demanding top dollars from New England was the ultimate sacrifice. And it is a large reason why he ended up winning six Super Bowls. Now, in the tail end of his career, New England failed him because they ended up surrounding him with guys who were not that great. End of his career, New England didn't have a true number one receiver. Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. He gets surrounded with a phenomenal supporting cast and he wins the Super Bowl. And that goes to another thing that Tom Brady was always good at seeing things before they happen. And Colin Coward said this on his show as well. And that just goes to show you that this guy had a high football IQ. He was always super rare. He always knew what was going to happen before it happened. And the only way you could really stop Tom Brady in the biggest moments was by being able to capitalize when he on rare occasions, made mistakes. I remember a game when the Patriots were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I forgot what year it was. But one defensive back for Pittsburgh on the final drive of the game dropped a potential game-selling interception for Pittsburgh. After that, Tom Brady hit Rock Gronkowski for pretty much every play that drive. New England went down, scored, and won the game. Tom Brady... If you are somebody who wasn't able to make him pay for his mistakes, he was going to beat you. You want to know why? Because this guy always knew what was going on. He always knew what defenses were going to throw at him. He went to Tampa. 
he was able to make adjustments. People were saying that, well, JT, Tampa Bay isn't going to win the Super Bowl because Tom Brady with COVID and everything going on, he's not going to have time to get acclimated to his receivers. He's not going to be able to learn the playbook, this and that. And the Buccaneers, even though they struggled out the gate, they ended up becoming really good during the second half of the season, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first year in Tampa. Tom Brady is always good at being able to adapt to change. He was always able to see change, or he was able to know when change needed to occur. Something that Bill Belichick has failed at being able to do is adapt. Bill Belichick is still struggling without Tom Brady. Tom Brady has always has already proved that he can be successful without Bill. Bill Belichick has yet to prove that he can be successful without Tom. When it comes to who is more responsible for New England's success during their six Super Bowls, I would say that it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady was Batman and Bill Belichick was Robin. Bill Belichick found Tom Brady. He helped put him in position, developed him. But eventually, Tom Brady reached the point where he exceeded the master. Tom Brady was the Patriots' way, in my opinion. Tom Brady, consistent, great leadership, always showed up to work on time, super dedicated, driven, motivated. Every time Tom Brady has been doubted, what has he always done? Proved us wrong the majority of times. Tom Brady, people have so much, had so much faith in him that there were a handful of people who put their hard-earned money betting on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat Dallas only because of Tom Brady. Literally. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys listening to this right now probably have at least one or two friends that you knew who said that. I'm picking with Tampa Bay to beat Dallas because of Tom. There's a reason for that. When you have all these intangibles, you can be trusted. You want to know why people love to play for Tom Brady? Because they know in the biggest moments, he's going to not just elevate his play, but he's going to elevate the whole entire team's play. When Tom Brady walks into a locker room, he just commands a different level of respect without really having to say anything. Because you know what Tom Brady had to endure to get to this point. This dude wasn't just one of your spoiled, blue-collar, rich kids who gets drafted highly and gets just handed things. The dude was overlooked. He went late in the draft, wasn't even the starting quarterback to start out his career. He had to grind his way to the top. And even then, he was still doubted. People really didn't start giving Tom Brady the credit he deserved until around... 2009 2010 even when he took the Patriots to the Super Bowl and they lost to Eli Manning and company then after that he had the season ending injury he had to come back from that and then that's really where when I feel people really started just to appreciate the greatness of Tom Brady even before he got to that sixth Super Bowl when people started to realize just how good he was I feel during the 2010s Tom Brady what made him the GOAT, other than the six Super Bowls and being the most one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the game, was the tangibles. The key to being successful at anything in life 
are there tangibles that you bring to the table? Your worth ethic, your preparation, your leadership, your drive. Those are things that Tom Brady had. And I think they're things that are easy to overlook when it comes to talking about what made Tom Brady the GOAT. We're talking about intangibles and the intangibles that Tom Brady had that made him the GOAT. But there's a quarterback that's the complete opposite that apparently is slowing down the Arizona Cardinals from making the decision when it comes to who's going to be their new head coach. So according to Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network, some of the Cardinals' desired candidates are worried about being stuck with Murray as their quarterback for the foreseeable future. Rather, many of the desired candidates don't want to take the job knowing they'll be tied to the hip of Kyler Murray for the next four seasons, Pauline said. Now, Tony Pauline is at the Senior Bowl. And during the Senior Bowl, people are there to scout the prospects that are going to be participating in the Senior Bowl game. You have the Senior Bowl practices going on, but you also have a few leaks that come out around a couple of NFL teams. Not many, but one or two. And one of the leaks or one of the rumors that has been talked about going on during the Senior Bowl has been the Arizona Cardinals head coaching search. And a lot of Cardinals fans are getting super defensive over these reports and these rumors defending Kyler Murray, saying he's a great player. The media is just making him out to be a monster. But you want to know what's funny? A couple of years back, Charlie Casserly received a lot of backlash for the comments that he made about Kyler Murray after his combine interviews. He, let's listen. But what did you hear about everything else that Kyler Murray did when he was in Indianapolis? Well, you better hope Kingsbury takes him number one because this was not good. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback. Really? And I've been doing this a long time. I'm probably doing it long and you're alive anyway. You, you yes, have. That's why I Le said leadership. really? Yes, leadership, not good. Okay, study habits, not good. The board work. Below not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, see? And, and raising major concerns about what this guy's going to do. Now, people will say, well, we're going to compare him to Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Mahomes. We're going to run an offense like Baker Mayfield. Well, you can. And by the way, Friday, tune in up to minute. I'll show you the offense you're going to run with this guy. It is possible. But those guys are much different. I mean, those guys, you never question about their ability on the board. You never question their leadership ability, their work habits. They were outstanding in those areas. This guy's not outstanding in those areas. It showed up in the interview. So after re-listening to that, we fast forward a couple of years later. It looks like Charlie Casserly was 110% correct about everything he said about Kyler Murray. And that's really rare. When it comes to the NFL draft process, it's really hard to get an accurate read on how most of these guys are going to turn out. Oftentimes, you'll have dudes who'll be criticized for their character during the draft process. They end up getting drafted and they're model citizens. Then you'll have guys who are model citizens. They get to the league. They get paid. And then they just completely change. Charlie Cashley said that this was the worst report he's ever heard from a top-ranked quarterback. During the interview process, 
He said his leadership wasn't great. Study habits, not great. The board work, not good. And you want to know what's funny? When the Arizona Cardinals paid Kyler Murray, he had a four-hour study clause as a stipulation in his new contract. Hmm. But the media is just making Kyler Murray out to be a monster, right? Now let's go back to what Charlie Casserly said. Leadership not good. Study habits not good. The board work below not good. Mmm. I find it funny how these same issues that occurred during the drop process about Kyler Murray are occurring once again. And you know, oftentimes in life, when it comes to rumors, rumors are only rumors until they are proven to be fact. And when it comes to Kyler Murray, are these still really rumors? Are these still things that we continue to question about Kyler Murray? Because these are things that have been repeated over and over again about Kyler Murray and questioned about him all throughout his career in Arizona. And you got Cardinals fans saying, well, if no head coach wants to work with Kyler Murray and they don't want to coach Arizona, then they're not the right head coach for us anyway. You're right. You are right. But you should be super concerned that the top head coaching candidates don't want to coach for you. Nobody wants nobody wants to work with Kyler Murray. So that means that you might end up making the hire that could end up being desperation. You may end up making the hire of bringing in somebody who isn't qualified. Brian Flores is somebody who many people think is going to end up taking this job due to the connection that he has with Monte Austin Ford, the new GM of Arizona. But even if you bring him in, is he going to be able to get along with Kyler Murray? You can't trade them you can't cut them you can't get rid of them because the cap hit is still going to be too big it's going to at least be at least two maybe three seasons before arizona can even think about moving on from Kyler murray so you're going to have to find a way to get along with him some way somehow if D'Amico ryan sean payton don't want this job it's going to be hard really finding the most qualified head coach to get this job not to mention, it's not only just the contract, but he's coming back from an ACL injury. And the large part of Kyler Murray's game is his athleticism. Now, I don't think he's going to end up being RG3. But at the same time, there is a good chance that he may lose a little bit of that elite athleticism. Kyler Murray is undersized. A large part of why he has had success or a good amount of success in the league up to this point is largely due to his athletic ability. So if you take away just a tad bit of that athleticism, that dramatically impacts his game. Many players, when they talk about Kyler Murray, they say he's one of the most athletic players in the league. And he has to be. He's always been one of the most athletic football players when he's on the field since his high school days, even during college when he was playing for Oklahoma. He always looked like one of the most athletic players on the field. So if he comes back from that ACL injury and he's not even to be at least 80% of what he was 
when he was playing good football and when he was a two-time pro bowler, then the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in a lot of trouble because then you're going to have a hard time trading him because the play's not going to be there. He's undersized. You're going to have to build an offense around him. That's another thing why I think head coaches are skeptical about taking this head coaching job. Not just the leadership, the contract, and the questions about his commitment, but the fact that you have to dedicate a lot of time to building a offense around Kyler Murray because of the limitations that he has with his size. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray were a very good fit because Cliff Kingsbury ran the air raid offense, which is a offense that Kyler Murray pretty much has a lot of familiarity with since his college days, a little bit of his high school time as well. So he pretty much went to the NFL and then pretty much was just learning the same thing, just different terminology and a couple more advanced concepts thrown in there. You're bringing in a new head coach. Any head coach that's not offensive-minded is going to have to put a lot of time on getting the offensive coordinator hired correct. And that's going to be a large part in dictating on who's going to be the next head coach of Arizona. If you bring in a defensive-minded coach, is he really going to be the best guy to bring in there? Could you really trust a defensive-minded coach to make a home run hire at OC? Because that's what the hire has to be. It has to be a home run. Kyler Murray is the kind of player that when you bring him in, you can't just put him in any offense. You got to build an offense around him, his size, and what he does best. The Arizona Cardinals head coaching search is not going good. They missed out on Sean Payton. You guys who know or who have been listening to the podcast know that I really wanted Sean Payton to go to Arizona. I was really disappointed when I heard the news that he ended up going to Denver. I felt like Arizona and Sean Payton could do some really good things. Kyler Murray isn't a bad quarterback. When when Cardinals fans defend Kyler Murray, I don't disagree with all of it. I disagree when people defend his character. Yeah, he's not as bad as what the media may portray him out to be, but the content that he gives people and that he gives the media the the run with, you know, it's kind of a little bit his fault. You remember that Dan Patrick interview. You know how people continue to push the narrative about Kyler Murray. And the Dan Patrick interview was great material. So if you supply people with material to fuel their narratives, things are going to continue to be published about you that may be a little bit untrue. But at the same time, if you continue to have these kind of situations and these kind of stories coming out about a guy's character and anonymous teammates calling him out, former teammates calling him out, Reports like this coming out, eventually there has to be a little bit of some truth to these reports. There has to be some truth to Kyler Murray's character in the way that is being portrayed by the media. Even if it's not 100% correct, there has to be a little bit of some truth serum when it comes to this whole Kyler Murray character concern, his worth ethic and whatnot. And when you just listen to him, do these interviews the guy doesn't really seem like he's a football nerd or like he's super dedicated to the game 
oftentimes when people ask him questions, it's mostly not related to football. Charlie Casserly was right about Kyler Murray, and a lot of people wanted to brush it off and say that he was just being overly critical of Kyler Murray, just throwing out BS. And when the whole contract stipulation came out, people just made it seem like it was just people making it out to be something that it's not. Listen, nobody tells you the study and is going to pay you all this money if it wasn't a problem. All right, if you have bad grades in the class and it's a test coming up and you know that you need to pass it, guess what you're going to do? You're going to study. So if you're paying the quarterback all this money and you know that he could be better, but the reason why he's not living he's not living up to his full potential is because he's not putting in the work outside of practice or off the field, you're going to give him or you're going to try to force him to put in more work, to reach his potential because you want him to be great. For the Arizona Cardinals, them taking out that four-hour stipulation, I kind of was a little bit disappointed. And it kind of shows you everything you need to know about what's going on with that Cardinals organization and why nobody wants that job. Arizona, they called Kyler Murray. They've allowed him to get to this point. When he came into the league, he probably came back in a little bit more humble. Yeah, people might have overblown the Dan Patrick interview. And yeah, that may be a little bit of his personality. But overall, off camera, when the cameras are off, behind closed doors in the locker room, he could be one of the coolest teammates ever. But in the eyes of the media, and in the eyes of apparently a lot of coaches, nobody really wants to work with Kyler Murray, and nobody really views Kyler Murray in as high regards as Arizona Cardinals fans do. And listen, I agree with Cardinals fans that Kyler Murray is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. If Kyler Murray has gotten this far, not being super committed, and he's been a two-time Pro Bowler, Offensive Rookie of the Year, he was a MVP candidate up till week 10 of the 2021 NFL season. If he's had this much success up to this point, not putting in the work, imagine how much better he could be if he actually was putting in more times watching film, putting in more hard work to get better. That's scary. And if you could find the right coach to bring that motivation out of Kyler Murray, Arizona could be scary. Arizona isn't a bad situation. I mean, maybe the the ownership in the front office is murky and dysfunctional, but I do like their new GM. I do think that he comes off as a pretty personable guy. He's spoken to a couple of the players. He says that he would love to have a full team full of Buda Bakers. I love their new GM. I think he could be really good. But the head coaching search right now is a little bit of a drag. And it's not his fault. He didn't sign Kyler Murray. It's the Cardinals bending to the needs of Kyler Murray. So whoever your new head coach is, you got to find a new head coach who's not going to bend and coddle Kyler Murray. You got to have somebody who's going to, hey, dude, if you want to be on this team and you want to start, you need to start putting in the hours. You need to start putting in the dedication. You need to get in the head. You need to get a head coach in there who can make Kyler Murray realize his full potential. Cliff Kingsbury, he never really came off as a motivator. All right. He never really came off as a guy who was really personable with the players 
It didn't seem like the players were willing to run through a brick wall for Cliff Kingsbury. Anytime you have a head coach, you want your players to like playing for their head coach. You want your players to have so much admiration for their coach that they're willing to put it all on the line for them. That is the sign of a great leader. The great lead, A great leader is able to rally his troops. A great leader is able to motivate his players. A great coach is able to elevate the performance of his team. Look at what Brian Dable did with the New York Giants. Part of being a great head coach is being able to manage personalities. And for a lot of these coaches, you know, they don't want to put in as much time managing the personalities, especially when it comes to today's age in the NFL, because sometimes these players can be super difficult to work with. And I understand that. And for a guy like Sean Payton, you know, you don't really got time to be putting up with that nonsense. You rather go deal with the mess in Denver. At least you don't have to worry about Russell Wilson's commitment. You know the dude's commitment. You know the dude wants to be a great quarterback. The dude does want to suck. Kyler Murray, the dude's been so gifted talent-wise that he really hasn't had to put in that much work. And the reason why I'm kind of agreeing that these rumors are true is because me being at the age that I am and being around the guys that I've been around, five, four-star recruits, they can be big-headed. You do have guys who are so talented that they want to skip practice and they just don't put in the same amount of work as others just because they can get by with their athletic ability and their talent. And there are guys like that. And Kyler Murray may just be one of those guys. He may be a Terrell Owens just in quarterback form. And that probably scares a lot of people. But talent-wise, you look at what Kyler Murray does on the field, I don't think the dude is as bad as what people make him out to be from a talent standpoint. Arizona Cardinals fans, you're not wrong when you defend Kyler Murray. Of course, he is your quarterback and you are going to defend him. But when you look at this head coaching search, Kyler Murray apparently is slowing it down. His ACL injury, the contract, nobody wants to be committed to him long term. Also, you have concerns about his dedication, the worth ethic, just a lot of things that many coaches don't really want to have the problem of dealing with. And it's understandable because who wants to deal with that from the quarterback position? That is one of the most important positions when it comes to determining the success of a head coach. And when you have a head coach whose job is on the line, do you really want to put it on the shoulders of a quarterback who you have questions about his worth ethic? Would you go to a company and want to work for a boss who always comes in late? Do you think a boss that always shows up late is going to end up running the world's top company? Do you think that a CEO who doesn't put in work outside of the office is ever going to be able to lead a corporation to the top of whatever industry they're in. We live in a world where you get in what you put in more times than not in certain things. If you put in a lot of hours when it comes to studying and getting better in math, even if you're not great in math, you still will be better in math studying and putting in the work 
than what you would be if you didn't. Hard work never killed anybody. To get to the top, you got to put in the work. And for Arizona, their quarterback, Kyler Murray, apparently it looks as if he's not super dedicated. And coaches see it. And they don't want to work with Arizona. And I think, personally, if I was a head coach, I would take the Arizona Cardinals job in a heartbeat. This roster is not bad. The only thing they have to do is rebuild the offensive line. And you don't have to worry about left tackle. You got DJ Humphreys. So that's a good starting point. You got to rebuild a defensive line, but you do have a top three pick and you do have some money to spend in free agency. So for the Arizona Cardinals and this whole Kyler Murray situation, when it comes to their head coaching search being hindered because nobody wants to be tied down to this contract, you just wonder who they're going to end up hiring. And is he going to be the guy who can find a way to win with Kyler Murray long term? The 49ers, it came out a couple of days ago that Brock Purdy is going to miss the next six months. He probably isn't going to be ready until sometime during training camp. Jimmy Garoppolo, he most likely is out the door. So Trey Lance is slated right now to be the next man up. So if the, if the 49ers were looking to add another quarterback, who should it be? I think it should be Aaron Rodgers. They tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers in the past. According to multiple reports, Tom Pilicero reported a couple of years back during the 2021 NFL draft around that time that the 49ers had reached out to the Green Bay Packers to inquire about trading Aaron Rodgers. But the Packers at that time said, nope, they didn't even answer the phone. Well, they answered the phone. And the 49ers said, hey, what you want for Aaron Rock? And they just immediately hung up the phone. They didn't even let them get finished with what they wanted to say. But now, you fast forward a couple of years later, there are reports coming out that the Green Bay Packers may be moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And at that time, we go back to 2021 around draft time, there were rumors that the teams that Aaron Rodgers wanted to go to were the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Not necessarily in that order. And I just find it funny how we fast forward to present day. The teams that have been linked to Aaron Rodgers have been the Raiders, the Jets, but not yet the 49ers. And for the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, he's going to be missing six months. So that's going to be six months of misdevelopment and time that Brock Purdy is going to be out rehabbing. You got Trey Lance. You don't really know what you have in him. And let's be honest, 49ers fans, for all you guys who are on the Trey Lance wagon, if your job was on the line and you were in Kyle Shanahan's shoes and you had to win the Super Bowl this year or you would get fired, who would you rather have as your quarterback going into that season? Trey Lance or Aaron Rodgers? I think the answer is pretty obvious. We want Aaron Rodgers. Trey Lance has a lot of potential, but potential doesn't win games, and it damn sure doesn't win championships. For the San Francisco 49ers, going after Aaron Rodgers, I think automatically 
makes them the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. This is already a championship-made roster. You got Debo Samuel, George Kittle. You got CMC, Elijah Mitchell at running back. Your defense is going to be stout. Whoever your defensive coordinator is going to be, I'm pretty sure he's going to be really good. Kyle Shanahan has yet to whiff on the defensive coordinator. The 49ers, you get Aaron Rodgers, I don't see how you don't make it out of the NFC. And the 49ers deserve to have great quarterback play. Something that they haven't really had the last couple of seasons. As a matter of fact, they haven't really had great quarterback play under Kyle Shanahan. They've had good quarterback play, but Jimmy Garoppolo has never played at a great level. He's played at a good level. Brock Purdy has played at a good level. Great great level for a rookie. But when has San Francisco had top five, top 10 level quarterback play? Aaron Rodgers, I'm pretty sure he will love to go back to San Francisco. As a matter of fact, I think that going to San Francisco would actually motivate Aaron Rodgers. The concerns that people have about Aaron Rodgers is his motivation. How much time is he willing to put in at this state of his career? Is he willing to find ways to interact and bond with new teammates? I think that Aaron Rodgers isn't as bad as a team leader as people think. All right, the Packers offense wasn't completely garbage. They had some games when they got going. I mean, they eventually got Christian Watson going. I mean, shoot, doesn't it take a little bit of time in chemistry to get things rolling with a young group of wide receivers? People act like you bring in these wide receivers who are rookies and you pair them with a veteran quarterback and they're great right off the bat. It takes some time for certain relationships to materialize. Not to mention Romeo Dobbs had missed a little bit of time during the season and Christian Watson had missed the first couple of weeks of the season or he had missed some time early on during the season and when both of those guys finally came back it kind of still took a while for things to get clicking so Aaron Rodgers I don't think the dude's washed and even then based on this season where would you rank Aaron Rodgers most people still will consider Aaron Rodgers a top 10 quarterback going into next season For the 49ers with the team that they have right now, you give them an Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers probably gives them MVP caliber play. And this isn't somebody who you have to worry about, oh, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Injuries hasn't really been a concern with Aaron Rodgers. Also, he's not as limited as Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, I think that if Tom Brady never retired, if it came down to the 49ers having to pick between Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, I think they probably would pick Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, something that he has that Tom Brady lacks, and the reason why Tom Brady wasn't able to get the Buccaneers to the playoffs this past season, well, the reason why he wasn't able to get the Buccaneers past Dallas in the playoffs this past season was due to his lack of mobility. Against Cincinnati, he couldn't even pick up a third and two. Aaron Rodgers still has mobility. He still has a good amount of athleticism, despite being a little bit up there in age. If the 49ers trade for Aaron Rodgers, I think they end up winning the Super Bowl. This is a team that has a fantastic roster. The only thing they really need is that elite-level quarterback play. Once they get that elite-level quarterback play, 
Kyle Shanahan could probably end up winning two, maybe three Super Bowls. The guy is able to elevate pretty much damn near any quarterback that he puts in the system. So imagine what he could do with Aaron Rodgers. This is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure that you guys like the video, subscribe to the channel. We upload NFL videos and college football content daily. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from, Google, Amazon, Spotify. You can find the JT Sports Podcast anywhere. Make sure that you guys check us out. Rate us five stars. Share the podcast if you enjoyed this episode. And I'll see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.